Hey everybody, after a week off, we're back with another exciting podcast from Candy Apple Press. This is the Feminization Boudoir, and I am your host, Kylie Gable. Uh, for today's podcast, I have an audio recorded by Diane Calloway of a story that I just published recently called Birthday Kidnapping. And um, I just want to say a nice word about Diane. She turned in the audio to me on Friday, and it was pretty bad. Not her part. She did a great job. But the audio was really, really hard to... It just was not up to quality. Um, it, was the, it was the microphone she had. And I said, you know, if, yeah, I, maybe if we could, you know, do it again, we could, you know, I can try to fix it up on Audacity or something, or maybe you could do it for next week. Well, she re-recorded the whole thing, and now it sounds great. So you get the nice quality recording, which, just recording a whole audio twice like that, that's, that's great. And, um, you know, the women who do my audios, what they do is pretty amazing, because I'll tell you, it's not easy. I mean, it's one thing to read off, or, like, I talk extemporaneously. Ooh, fancy word. I talk off the top of my head. And if I have to write out something and read it, it's tougher, and I'll screw up and I'll have to go back. But imagine doing that instead of with a, you know, 150-word script that I wrote for myself. Imagine doing that with a 6,000 or 8,000 or even longer book. A 6,000, 8,000-word book or even longer. And these women do it. And it's, it's pretty amazing. So we have Birthday Kidnapping, which is a story about somebody who thinks that they're just being kidnapped for their birthday by some, some girls in their school. And it turns out there's a little more going on than that. Uh, Diane does a great read, and I'll come up after this message. After climbing up half a dozen stairs and being forced into a door, Zach heard an unfamiliar adult male voice say, Hi, honey. Is this your victim? It sure is, Dad, said Lauren. He was so easy. You are a very lucky young man, said the man who was obviously Lauren's dad. I wish I had pretty girls to kidnap me when I was in high school. You would have wet your pants and pleaded for your life, dear, said a sassy adult woman who must have been Lauren's mom. The girls all laughed at her comment. Even Lauren's dad couldn't help laughing a little. We're going to be leaving now so we can get out of your hair. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon, but if this party gets out of control, there'll be hell to pay when we get back, said Lauren's dad. I know, said Lauren. Have fun. Zach heard the door close, and then Lydia ordered him to get moving. They led him down into Lauren's basement. He assumed that he was going to have his gag removed and his wrist cut free, but he was wrong. Almost as soon as they took him into the basement, he felt the girls undo his belt. He grunted into the gag. As the next thing he knew, they were taking off his pants. Zack began to struggle against the girls, but then he heard Lauren's familiar voice tell him, Calm down and quit struggling, birthday boy. He began to wonder just what the girls had in mind. He couldn't see what they were up to, but if they were supposed to be some kind of sexual birthday treat, they'd want to hide it from him. He hated to think that he would miss out on something wild because he was reacting like a frightened baby. So he stopped fighting with the girls and let them strip him down to his tidy whiteies. They quickly pushed him down to the floor. Zack wondered what they were doing when they stopped interacting with him for a while. But he could hear them setting up something 
as he scurried around making preparations. He also thought he smelled something like the faint scent of honey. Before long, the girls returned and he could feel them rubbing something warm all over the skin on his legs. It was soothing and relaxing once the initial heat faded and he quite enjoyed the warm sensation. He sat there and let them do their thing. After all, he was the birthday boy. He felt something stuck on his left leg. It felt like a piece of cloth or maybe tape, and he tried to peek through the blindfold to see what they were doing. He figured it out a split second before he felt the strip quickly ripped off his leg. The pain didn't hit him right away. He felt the strip being ripped off and he was aware that it had been removed before a wave of pain reached his brain and caused him to scream into the gag. The girls merely laughed and applied another strip. When they were done, his legs were completely hairless, and he felt like they were on fire. Next, the girls waxed his underarms and his chest. That really stung. They did his arms too, but he had so little hair on them that there wasn't much of a point. Finally, they waxed his eyebrows, which hurt enough to draw tears. Satisfied that their sissy was smooth enough, the girls roughly ripped the gag from Zack's mouth. Some of the hair on the back of his head was pulled off with the gag, and that hurt like hell, too, bringing more tears to his eyes. Girls, I appreciate the birthday kidnapping, but that hurt like heck, said Zack, while Lauren removed his blindfold. Beauty is a work of art, replied Lydia. Yes, it's hard to be a woman, agreed Lauren. Or a sissy, said one of the two girls still wearing a mask. Her voice was familiar, but Zack couldn't quite place it. The other masked girl approached Zack with a wide leather belt in her right hand. Without warning, she steadied Zack by his shoulder and proceeded to start smacking the back of his thighs with the belt. They were already sensitive from the waxing, and he tried to get away. Seeing this, Lydia rushed up to make the mask girl hold him in place. They didn't stop until tears were running down his face, and the back of his thighs were bright red. When the girls finally stopped flogging him, he just stared at his four tormentors, still completely confused and wondering what was going on. "'Why are you doing this to me?' "'You've never heard of a birthday spanking?' asked Laura rhetorically." The two mystery girls removed their mask, and Zack could see that they were Brooke and Morgan Baylor. He involuntarily groaned, Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed, said Brooke. I'm sorry I broke up with you, Brooke, said Zack quickly. What we had was great. I just want us to be friends. <laughs> yeah, right said Morgan. You dumped my big sister because what was it you said? Oh, that's right. You knew I'd be a freak in bed. That's not why I broke up with her, swore Zack. I thought you and I had more in common. You are a lying sack of shit, said Brooke. I might have believed that if you hadn't posted all those comments on Snapchat and Instagram. Do you have any idea how much you ruined this year for both of us? With all that crap you've posted about us, said Morgan. I'm, I'm sorry, swore Jack, Zach. You will be, said Brooke. Bring him his little outfit. 
Lauren approached the frightened boy and placed a small bag at his feet, while Brooke cut off the tape that held him secure. As soon as the tape was cut, Zach tried to make a run for it. It was a stupid thing to do, as he had no pants and he had no car keys. He only got about two steps towards the door before Morgan tackled him, driving him into the floor with a hard impact. With Morgan, Lauren, and Lydia holding the frightened boy down, Brooke proceeded to land a fury of blows on his ass. He was soon sobbing and pleading for the girls to stop. You got three minutes to put on what's in the bag, said Morgan. If you don't, we'll strip you naked and tape you to a lamppost. Do you want that? asked Brooke. Of course not, said Zach. Then you have three minutes, starting right now, said Brooke, looking at the stopwatch app in her phone. The girls let Zach up and he rushed over to the bag. The first thing he pulled out was a small, lacy pair of red G-string panties. He stared at them, disbelieving. Put them on now, ordered Morgan. Time is not your friend here. Zack began to step into the red panties, but was quickly cut off by Lauren. Don't put them on over your underwear. Take your boy underwear off first. Zack tried to strip and change into the tiny panties as quickly as he could. Next came a matching red bombshell plunge bra. It was supposed to add two cup sizes, and since he was starting out with a flat chest, he needed all the help he could get. He struggled with the bra before Lydia got up and spun him around. She snapped the bra closed behind him. I don't suppose you know how to put on these either, said Lydia, pulling a pair of sheer stockings from the bag. No, I don't, admitted Zach. Lydia had him sit on the floor and showed him how to roll the stockings up his legs. Their silky, smooth texture felt great on his hairless skin, although he was ashamed of those feelings and never would have admitted it to the girls. Next came a pair of black pumps. They had a three-inch heel, and they were hard for an inexperienced boy to stand up in. Zach could not even imagine trying to walk in them. Lydia motioned for Zach to do exactly that, and he stumbled forward for a few awkward steps as the girls huddled together. He could hear them laughing, and he was pretty sure that didn't bode well for him. After some more whispering with Lauren and Lydia, Brooke stepped forward and told Zach to remove his G-string. He was very embarrassed since Lydia and Lauren were friends, and they had never seen him naked before. During his hesitation, Morgan stated that any resistance to their commands would be something that he would really regret, so he instantly dropped his G-string down to his knees. Brooke's next command was for Zach to jerk off. He could hardly believe it, but looking at the girls for any sympathy and finding none in their, on their faces, he closed his eyes and started to jerk. He kept wishing he was far away, trying to forget who was watching. Morgan must have read his mind because a slap at the black leather belt across his thighs made Zack open his eyes. Morgan said that if he closed his eyes again, he'd regret it. This is for my entertainment, said Brooke. Focus on my face. Zack was forced to look at Brooke as the other, and the other girls as he pulled and stroked on his puny cock. The look of confidence and the grin on Morgan's face the contentious giggle on Brooks 
and the look of amazement on Lydia and Lauren's face, with their hands almost covering their eyes, was enough to make him feel the lowest he had ever felt. Having to masturbate in front of two friends, an old vindictive girlfriend and a former crush, was as far as Zach was concerned, the most humiliating act he could perform. At first, the humiliation of the act made his cock unresponsive. But soon his cock was starting to respond to the hand job and starting to get rock hard. As soon as he looked from face to face, he felt waves of humiliation, seeing the obvious pleasure the girls were experiencing from his submission. Morgan saw that he was approaching orgasm and gave a further instruction. Catch all the cum in your other hand, Zach. He looked at her with an amazed expression, but without moving his other hand. But Morgan raised the belt, and Zach quickly moved his left hand in front of his cock. He then pointed his cock down towards the floor and kept his hand under it. As his orgasm approached, Zach focused his eyes on Brooke. His cackling X and then let his jism spurt into his cupped left hand. The snicker and odd smile on Lauren's face told him that even she was enjoying his degradation. As his orgasm started to subside, he noticed that his left hand contained about two tablespoons of his sperm. Brooke's next command surprised him even more. Lick your hand clean, slut. Lick it all up. The total revulsion of doing what she asked was more than he could bear. He had no intention of continuing this game. So he looked at Brooke with a defiance, saying, Hasn't this gone far enough, Brooke? I can't go any further. Haven't I paid my debt to you now? Lauren, Lydia, and Morgan all looked at Brooke, who started to laugh. It took her a few moments to compose herself before replying. First, I will decide when your debt is paid. And secondly, unless you want the videos of you getting dressed and playing with yourself sent to all your friends and family here and at your new college, you will do as I ask. That's right, sissy, said Morgan, motioning to a bookshelf where a phone was strategically placed at the center of the room, focused directly on where Zach was standing. You've been on video this whole time. Oh, shit, moaned Zach. That's right, said Brooke. Now, you useless piece of trash, eat your own sperm. After all, you told me it was the most natural thing in the world, I believe. Remember? The last statement brought giggles and gasps from the other three girls. As Zach debated about whether to continue this farce, the belt landed on his left thigh with a sharp snap. Ow! Cut that out, he cried. Instead, Morgan replied with another sternly ordered command. Eat now, bitch. As Morgan menaced him with the belt, Zack moved his left hand up to his mouth and did what he had been ordered to do. Even though he had sworn he never would, he started licking up his own cum. The salty taste wasn't even the most repulsive part. He was not that particular about the taste, but the idea of it was what was eating turned his stomach. Morgan's third blow landed and he resolved to just get through it. 
He started lapping and licking, and again, before he knew it, his hand was clean. He looked around the room and saw Morgan holding her gut because she was convulsing with laughter. Meanwhile, Lydia and Morgan were giggling like little girls, even though they were both seniors just like Zach. Even though he couldn't see his reflection in a mirror, he knew that his face was red with shame. Aw, didn't you like your little snack? asked Brooke. Maybe it's an acquired taste, suggested Lydia. Well, that's okay, because he'll have plenty of a chance to acquire it, joked Morgan. I think we're ready for phase two, said Lauren. Lydia, you're up. Lydia spun the roll of duct tape around her index finger. Zach, are you going to cooperate, or do we have to tape you up again? I'll cooperate. Then pull up your panties and come with me, she ordered. Zach blushed. He'd been so wrapped up in the humiliation of masturbating for the girls that he completely forgot to pull up the tiny red underwear concealing his nakedness. Lydia led the frightened boy into the downstairs bathroom. Obviously, Lauren must have had an amazing house because the downstairs bathroom was massive and a large double sink lined an entire wall. Lydia and Zach sat down on a wooden bench with a beige-colored cushion that matched the rest of the back and beige bathroom. What are you doing? asked Zach. Well, I guess I'm the makeup artist. I'm going to make you pretty. Why? What are you going to do to me? I'm afraid Brooke is calling the shots here. You really humiliated her and Morgan, you know. I thought we were friends. I guess we are. You've always been nice to me, but I've really only known you for about a year. Brooke has been my friend since kindergarten. If you were me, who would you choose? If you want me to, I'll still be your friend after this, but I have to protect my girls, you know. Lydia was the group's resident beauty expert. Maybe it was because of her own exotic beauty. She had long black hair that she usually wore in a ponytail. She was part French and part something exotic that Zach wasn't quite sure of, but it really made her stand out. She was more beautiful than hot, but maybe she'd been the prettiest girl in school. Lydia decided to go for a Kyle Jenner look that she thought would be particularly attractive on Zach. She started applying Zach's eye makeup before anything else. Most girls start with foundation, but fallout from the eyeshadow can ruin your base if you do foundation before the eyes. The eyeshadow falls down and then your face isn't cute anymore, said Lydia, as she used a brow pencil to fill in Zach's brows. Good to know, said Zach sarcastically. For a guy, Zach had great eyebrows especially after the waxing. They didn't look much different from Lydia's. When Lydia was satisfied with the brow penciling, she applied concealer directly underneath to further shape them and provide a base for his eyeshadow. Lydia then got very creative on his eyes, doing them in a glittery golden shade with a peachy undertone. I know you probably don't want to hear this now, but you're going to look fabulous when I'm done with you. You have the perfect face for this, said Lydia. You're right. I did not want to hear that. 
Lydia resumed her work by applying moisturizer and concealer, followed by a dusting of foundation all over his face. She hummed happily as she lightly applied bronzer below Zach's cheekbones, followed by a setting powder. She stood back to look at Zach's partially made-up face, the way that an artist looks at a canvas before returning to the task at hand. What shade of lipstick do you want? asked Lydia. How about none? Bright red it is, replied Lydia. Oh, I actually have it to apply a nice dark red lip pencil, and then we can go for a dazzling cherry red lip gloss. After putting some extra eyeshadow on Zach's lower lids, she applied blush to give him some color and bring out his cheekbones. He was really starting to come together now. For his lashes, she used Volmanizing Mascara in black on his top lashes and in brown on his lower lashes before applying a setting spray and declaring Zach's face done. Zach stared at his reflection in the mirror in disbelief. It's not like he looked completely like a girl with his guy's hairstyle, but he sure didn't look like a guy either. He just looked very different, and he didn't know how to react. That looks so weird, said Zach. Just wait until you get your wig, said Lydia. Then you'll really look the part. So we're done? With your face, replied Lydia, taking a contouring pencil from her large assortment of makeup. She drew a half-moon outline above the cups of Zach's bra, where a girl's boobs would end. Then she drew a straight line from the middle of his chest down the center of his faux cleavage and added lines on the top and bottom of each of his collarbones. What are you doing? asked Zach. You'll see, she replied coyly. Lydia then took a matte highlighting stick a few shades lighter than Zach's skin tone and traced lines directly underneath the dark half-moons and in between the lines on his collarbone. His chest looked completely ridiculous, and he furrowed his brow trying to understand. Lydia wasted no time in taking out a large contouring brush. Using quick, circular motions, she blended the contour and the highlight together. Finally, she took a powder brush and dabbed the shimmering highlighter on the inside of his boobs, where they looked the fullest and blended to it to draw attention to the center of his chest and increase the look of natural cleavage. Oh my God, explained Zach. That looks like I've got breasts. Well, that was the idea, said Lydia. I just enhance things a little. If you get too dramatic, it looks unrealistic up close. And I think Brooke and Morgan intend to have guys getting pretty close to you tonight. Wait, guys? What are you all going to do to me? asked Zach nervously. You'll see. But for now, let's go out to the family room. It's time to show off your makeover and your new titties, ordered Lydia. Wow, gasped Lauren, clearly stunned at the transformation. He's beautiful. He's got boobs, explained Morgan. How did you even do that? You are fucking amazing, Lydia, said Brooke. This is going to be an amazing night. Hasn't this gone far enough, pleaded Zach. Of course not, said Brooke. Lauren, I believe it's your turn. 
Let's go, princess, ordered Lauren, and Zack meekly followed her into a small guest bedroom. This is just a spare room, but I keep a lot of my old clothes in here, as well as a few outfits I don't want my parents to know about. But I'm sure we can find something for you in here, said Lauren. Don't do this, pleaded Zack. I thought we were friends. We're hangout together friends, explained Lauren. Brooke and I are share our innermost secret friends. There's a difference. This doesn't make any sense, protested Zack. Doesn't it? asked Lauren rhetorically, as she held a pink bubblegum colored dress up to Zack. Now we want something sexy, something that won't obviously make you look like a boy. Yeah, we wouldn't want it that now, snapped Zack sarcastically. Knock off the attitude, sissy, warned Lauren. I'm sure if I call Morgan in here with that belt, she could straighten you out. You don't have to do that, replied Zack gloomily. See that I don't, replied Lauren. This dress should be perfect for you, and you can step into it so that you won't miss that makeup and all of Lydia's handiwork. Lauren unzipped the bodycon dress and held it out so that Zack could slip his legs into it. The dress had a square neckline that really looked amazing with the bombshell bra and Zack's drawn-on cleavage. The dress was very short, not quite reaching his mid-thigh, and in the first two minutes he had it on, Zack tried to pull down the hem five or six times. Lauren smirked at his futile efforts. I should make you keep those stockings on. Showing your stocking tops is such a slutty move. But I have some pantyhose I can give you. We need some different shoes, too, she added. Once Zack was in the pantyhose and a pair of white heels that better matched the dress, Lauren picked a pair of pink geometric earrings and added a gold necklace that was dainty, but which she thought would further camouflage his lack of natural cleavage. You're lucky I had some clip-on earrings before I got my ears pierced. They just look darling on you, said Lauren. When Zack returned to the family room, he was again met by oohs and ahs from the girls, who couldn't believe how well he was shaping up. Okay, dear sister, you're up, said Brooke. With my pleasure, said Morgan, taking Zack by the hand and leading him to the bathroom. Even though she was a year younger than everybody else here, she might have been meaner. She didn't like Zack, and she was going to enjoy his humiliation. This didn't stop Zack from being attracted to her. He always liked blondes, and she was the epitome of a California blonde. Long legs, blue eyes, and a smile that lit up the room. Zack couldn't help but be attracted. What is your role in all this? asked Zack. Supportive younger sister, replied Morgan cheerily. I mean in this perverted makeover, said Zack. Well, you know... Hair is really important to the overall look. Brooke just wanted to go with a wig, but I thought we'd go all out with extensions for you, Zacky, teased Morgan. Fine, replied Zack. Do your worst. Oh, I intend to, said Morgan, holding several bunches of human hair up to Zack's head before selecting a set of long blonde extensions. I think we found the perfect match. Wonderful, groaned Zack. 
Morgan sectioned the hair at Zack's crown to keep it out of the way. His hair was actually fairly long and very full by male standards, but it would be barely long enough for extensions if she was lucky. She began to clip the extensions along Zack's hairline, starting with the outermost clip and working her way around to ensure a flush fit. Testing to make sure that each extension was secure, she repeated with more pieces until Zack could hardly believe it. He couldn't tell where his own hair ended and where the fake hair began. Morgan loosened the hair she clipped out of the way and tasseled it all together with her fingers so that it looked blended and natural. You're going to be so fucking hot when all this is done, said Morgan. Please don't do this, begged Zack. It's happening, princess, so you might as well relax and enjoy the ride, replied the confident junior. Morgan had set a curling iron to preheat. When it was ready, she took a section of Zack's extensions and curled them away from his face. She repeated the process until his entire head was a mass of beautiful wavy curls. In the mirror, Zack saw what appeared to be a totally girly girl. Morgan, seeing his expression, couldn't hide her laughter. She threw open the door and practically dragged Zack out to see the girls. It was a total victory for them and a humiliating defeat for Zack. He looked just as pretty and twice as feminine as any of them. They made him give a twirl, and they were ecstatic at what they saw. They had him pose for some pictures as well, as much because they wanted to document his transformation as for any blackmail purposes. Okay, you're next, Brooke, said Morgan. Reflexively, Zack began following Brooke into Lauren's bedroom, where he was stopped by Lydia. Not you, princess, said Lydia, opening a tube of nail polish she had carefully selected to match Zack's dress. Skit, sit on the couch and spread your fingers out on the table. As Zack watched, she glued extensions onto his nails and polished them perfectly. She ordered him to blow on his nails and wait for the polish to dry. While Zack fought against his growing impatience, the girls talked amongst themselves as if he wasn't even there and he wished he wasn't. It was nearly 20 minutes after the nail varnish had dried when Brooke finally emerged. She was wearing some of Lauren's older brother's clothes and had the cute look that some girls get when they dress in mannish clothes. Brooke in no way resembled a guy. That girl had curves that didn't quit, and despite its cruelty, her smile lit up the room. Her long, wavy blonde hair wasn't that much different than Zach's. Zack was alarmed when he saw that despite her feminine appearance, Brooke had a large rubber cock sticking out of the fly of the jeans she was wearing. And that was a terrific read by Diane Calloway. Uh, check out uh, the, the information down below to follow a link to her stuff. She really, really is very talented. Unlike most of the people I have reading for me, we've also written books together. And... She's a writer, and I think that might even help her a little bit with the reading, uh, in addition to that amazing southern accent. So, um, I, I definitely recommend her books, and also check out some of the other stuff she has. Um, so that's it for, for the uh, podcast today. I expect to be back next week. I have no idea what we're playing. Um, I am right now beating the bushes, trying to get people to commit to, you know, recording the next one. I actually have to, uh, 
talk to a couple of people tonight about it. So um, I promise there'll be something good next week. And uh, I hope you have a good week. And uh, I will uh, be here on next Monday. I hope you will too. Take care.